You know, uh, life proves to us daily that, that no matter who we are, where we are, uh, none of us know what might happen from one moment to the next. Uh, one minute you might feel on top of the world, and it's not even an hour later, and you feel at the complete bottom. Uh, one moment you might feel the happiest maybe that you felt. Maybe, maybe God's brought something into your life, a relationship or situation or whatever, and, and, and it just, I mean, you, you're, you're very lifted by that good stuff, and, and yet um, you, can, you can be the saddest minutes later just by one bit of news or a phone call that you didn't expect or a situation you didn't see coming. You could be as healthy as one could appear to be today and be deathly ill tomorrow. You could feel completely in control or, or at least feel like you had a pretty good control and, and leverage on things. The next thing you know, um, you, you don't know if there's anything you feel certain about. Um, I want you to hear me today. If those are things that you felt, um, it, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. That means you're human. That means you're human. That means that you um, battle the same things that I battle and that other people uh, battle. Today's message, it is full of truth. Um, uh, in, in fact, it is, it is full of truth tools that if put in your toolbox, um, will pay dividends every single day that you wake up. That's if you desire to walk by faith and, and, and uh, walk with the Lord, trust in the Lord every step of the way. You know, truth, it not only needs to be in your mind, but it needs to be believed in your heart. And it's when you believe it in your heart that it actually changes things. It changes things for you. It changes things for things around you. Not that it changes everything, but it certainly changes your peace and your feeling of God's uh, promise. Uh, today, what we're going to look at are some, some truths that you can uh, use to keep you grounded. Because whether you have the greatest optimism or pessimism, this year is going to bring things, and even probably just this week alone and every day to come, is going to bring something that you did not expect. And the only way that I've learned to, to stay grounded, if you want to say, um, and stay faithful is by the grace of God and by leaning on the Lord, not on myself. You know, one of my, one of my top goals as a person, as a pastor, is first and foremost to make sure that I am living the truth, to make sure that I'm believing the truth, to make sure that, that I don't become one more reason that somebody doesn't believe. Because, listen, if you, if you aren't where God wants you to be, and if you aren't at your best, um, not only will you suffer, but so will those around you, because God is counting on you for something. There's people that you have to influence. There's people that need to be encouraged through your story. Um, a lot of times that comes through your, your story of, of struggle and, and maybe even seeming tragedy mixed with how faith pulled you through. So today, if you've got your worship guide, I want you to keep follow along with us if you can, um, or you can get the notes from somebody when this service is over. In case you missed last week's message, I want to put a plug out there to please go back, go online, uh, listen to that, and, um, and let God sort of um, get your your, your, your mind focused on what is it going to take to walk by faith. Today is more about what are you going to choose to believe. There was something God was telling me earlier when I was just out there among you, and that was that um, right now some of you, uh, you're hearing a million voices 
But all those voices are overriding what God's trying to say to you. You got a million voices. You had a million reasons why you shouldn't have come today. You had a million reasons why you, 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 you don't feel like you can believe God forward with certain things. And, and what I want you to hear today is, is, is this. You need to be able to hear God's voice. Not my voice, but, but God's voice. And that's what I'm believing you will hear as we just purely open God's word up and let him speak his truth to you and to me. The first thing you need to know when it comes to no matter what happens in your life is this, is you can trust God's love and God's mercy. You can trust God's love and God's mercy. Some people in today's world, and maybe you're one of them, you have such tragic things happen in your life at such an early age, long before you maybe came to faith, and those things ended up dictating your faith. Those things happen in your life, and because you couldn't understand why they happened or because you were upset that they happened, um, it, it caused you, instead of, instead of running to God, you wanted to run away from God. And maybe you spent your, most of your life since certain things have happened going, hey, you know what, I can't trust God because evidently God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. If, if God didn't, if God does care about me, why, why would he let this happen? Why would he let me feel this way? Why would I still have this or that struggle? I want you to hear this today. Um, more than your mom, more than your dad, more than any family or friend, God loves you 1,000 times beyond what any human could ever love you. Satan knows if he can get you to doubt God's love. I want you to hear this part. If, if Satan can get you to doubt God's love, then that will get you to doubt God's goodness, and therefore you don't care to seek God's will because you don't think it's good. You're not hearing what God wants as, as driven by his love. You're just, you just feel like God's out to get you instead of God is, is truly out to help you. You know, we don't have to look any further than Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection to know that God loves us limitlessly. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 10, it says, love comes from God. God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Listen, even when bad things happen to you or around you, God still loves you. That love has not changed regardless of your perspective. Even when you feel like you're one million miles away from God because of things that you feel like you've done that he's not pleased with or you've not done that he's been telling you to do for a long time, listen, God still loves you. Our, the relationship that we have with God, it started with God loving us despite us, reaching out, going as far as he possibly could to show us his love by sending his son to die for us. Bible says even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love for us. Listen, even while we're still sinners, Christ loves us. God loves us. The, the cross proves God's love. I want you to write that down. The cross proves God's love. But his love doesn't just stop at the cross. See, some people, their relationship with God even, um, it, it, it never goes further than, all right, Jesus, come into my heart and life, and I'll just wait. I'll do what I want to do the rest of my life, but I'm just going to wait on heaven. 
I believe that's the saddest thing that I have seen in church as a pastor's son many, many years. Most of you know, do not send me to a place just to have church. I don't like church. I do not like church. I, I don't like man-made religion. What I like is when you can experience and feel the love of God and you can experience the change that only Christ can bring. And you need to understand that, that, that listen, the reason why God, if you are a child of God, the reason why God's not beamed you up to heaven is because he's got plans for you now. He's got plans for you now. And, and God's love, it did not stop at the cross. It continues as we continue our journey and our faith walk. Listen, our, our faith walk with God is extremely reliant on the love of God and the grace of God. Psalm, 10, Psalm 100 verse 5 and then 107 43 says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Those who are wise will take all of this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Now, most people, I'm not saying all, but most people, if they were blessed to live a long, long life, they can't help but look back and be able to tell you if it had not been for God's goodness and love in their life, where would they be? Sometimes you can't see that, but hindsight is 20-20. Listen, as long as you're still breathing, as long as you're still on this side of, of, of heaven or eternity, God is extending his love out to you. God is extending the opportunity to have a relationship with him uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. He extends his undeserved mercy and love to all of us every day. What I, one of the coolest things I think about our relationship with God is, is, I mean, you know, the Bible says that we shouldn't just do things and sin just because grace abounds. Otherwise, you know, when you know it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing uh, to do, you, you know, you either veer away from it or, or you get on board with it, with whatever God's got for you to, to do. But, but we all fall short. And so every one of us in here, we need um, just what we have to use when we're using the Internet. Sometimes you've got to hit the refresh. Sometimes you got to get reset. Sometimes you got to get redialed in that it was not about your perfection. It's about your connection with his perfection. And so you, you have to know today, just as much as you might have known years ago, that, that his mercies are there for you at all times. Satan wants to tell you the further you get away from God, the further you get outside of his will, the less God loves you. No, it doesn't mean he's happy about what you're doing. It doesn't mean that his will is, is what you're doing and, and how you're handling it. But God's love has never changed. And he wants you to know that, that, listen, the moment that you're like, man, I need the Lord, all you got to do is bow your head. All you got to do is, is, is humble your heart and, and by faith believe in him and, and trust him and ask him to forgive you of, of, of any way that you failed him, but also you can trust him to restore you, to refresh you. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, The faithful love of the Lord, it never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Listen, many people think that God is withholding things from them. So, a lot of people have a very weird theology, and that's this. I will give my life to Christ when? Well, what's the when for them? When God fixes this, when God fixes that, when God gives me this, when God gives me that. Listen, if we all waited on everything we wanted, we'd never have all that God had for us. We'd never have it. If you're waiting on life to be perfect, 
before you turn everything over to a perfect Savior, you're, you're, you're waiting for nothing. You're waiting for nothing. Listen, God loves you, and it's not that you are waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Some of you, that's the top thing God wants you to hear today. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. You keep going to the wishing well, and God's going, listen, I ask you to come and trust me. I ask you to come and, and wait before me, and let me, let me take over from here. And then I'll show you what I've got for you. Look at Isaiah 30, 18. It says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so that he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. I can't tell you how many people I've, I've seen in, in, in my 30 years of ministry that came to Christ genuinely meant their confession and their belief in Christ. But soon as they got out in the world, whether it was a week later, months later, or just a few years later, as soon as things didn't work out in accordance to what they expected, they are like, listen, tired of that. Tired of that. And that's because no one informed you that, that you were called to a faith walk. Not a know-it-all walk. A faith walk. Trusting that God has you. God loves you. God is going to provide the grace to you. Listen, when we know that God loves us more than anybody and anything that we can comprehend, and we know that God's grace is greater than our greatest mistake, we know that we can come boldly to his throne. Not because we're so good or because we're in church, but because God is so good and his grace and his mercies have covered over all of our sins. That's how we get there. That's how we can come in, in confidence in prayer. Listen, some of my most intense prayer moments are usually following right after my confession. Lord God, you know that's not how I should have acted. I know that's not how I should have acted. Lord, I know that's not what you wanted me to do, God. I know it's not the attitude you wanted me to have or the actions. Please forgive me, Lord. And, 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 but, but what I know and have the advantage to, of, I think, is, is this. I, I have learned, because it's, it's, it's learning a new way of life for some of you, that, hey, I need to come quick to the Lord's feet. I need to come quick. I need to surrender quick. The moment that I register that the enemy is having his way with me, I got to make sure that I don't let it go much further because those things lead to disaster. Those things lead to divorce. Those things lead to even further disappointment upon disappointment. Listen, God wants to use everything you've been through to get you where he wants you to go. But secondly today, you need to know that no matter what happens, you can trust God's plan and God's purpose. You can trust God's plans and purpose. No matter how you feel, no matter what you see, no matter what you don't see, Scripture is very clear that God has specific plans for you and that God knows the plans he has for you. Before you were even knit together in your mother's womb, God created you for those plans, for his purpose. Listen, as long as God is still waking you up, breathing life into your body, God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. Look at Psalm 33, 11. It says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Listen, times may change. God's word never will. God's will never will. We've we got to be very careful that we don't get so caught up in the times that we, that we think that we get to make up our own truths. The truth never changes, just like God never changes. 
Listen, everything the scripture says happens for a reason. The good, the bad, and even the ugly. God has a purpose for either allowing it or a purpose for sending it. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Listen, it starts out by saying, hey, God knows the scheduled birth date. God knows your scheduled death date. And God knows every single plan he has in between in that dash. Listen, nothing takes God by surprise. So regardless of what you feel about your past or your present, nothing that has happened in your life or that could happen can stop God's will for you moving forward. You can, you can seek to put your little hand in his big hand today and he will take the rubble and he will take the wreck and he will make you and shape you into someone you never thought you could be. Doesn't mean you don't have battle scars. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Do you know why most people can't really have, find space to seek God's will? Because they're too busy seeking their own. I can sit here confidently with you by God's grace and tell you, from the moment I wake up to the moment that I lay down, the only purpose that I'm seeking is, God, what do you want? What do you want in my life? What do you want in my marriage? What do you want in my family? What do you want in this ministry? I'm not here for my agenda. I, 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 I understand that. Listen, the greater plans are God's plans. Amen? And you need to understand, just because you can't make sense of it, or just because it doesn't seem like God is operating according to your timetable, you're not, you, you felt like God um, led your direction and then you're not seeing certain things yet happening as quickly as you would like. Listen, if he said it's going to happen and if he's planned it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's not your, your um, place or my place to tell God what we want, but to seek what he wants. And God will tell you just what you need each day and he will give you just who you need each day to get where he's got you to go. God doesn't call us to figure out his plans. He calls us to trust him with all our hearts, even when we have doubts. I don't know if I've ever had a day without some doubts about something. I mean, if you're normal like me, I mean, I have a thousand doubts in myself. You know, again, it's easy. Listen, it is easy to pick apart anything, isn't it? Anything. You stir it long enough, and the fumes will be what you're taking in every moment. Proverbs 19, 21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. You can make many plans, but God's purpose will prevail. Now, I want you to see that in a different light, and that's this. What if God's using the greatest trials that you have gone through and are going through to get you there? What if, what if he's trying to use those things? And so you're fighting with God trying to get these things removed, and, and these are the very things that God's going, no, I'm using these things to get your heart and your mind and your life where it needs to be. And then I'll start aligning things around you as, as you seek to take the next right step. But thoroughly today, no matter what happens, you can trust God's presence and peace. The Bible's very clear. As a believer in Jesus Christ, we can trust God's presence and peace. God doesn't have anything that he's going to call you or me to do or face that he's calling us to do it alone. That's very comforting, by the way. We, we, first of all, we need some Jesus, and then we need some Jesus with skin. 
Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Scripture says even if your own mother and father abandons you, God never will. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Listen, some people, they, they live long enough to where they literally lose every single close relative that they possibly could have had. And they're left with the one constant, and that's the presence of the Lord. It's what gets them up. It's what wakes them up. Listen, one of the greatest things that God promises a born-again child of God in Christ is that we will never, ever, ever be alone for the rest of this life and for the rest of eternity. Hebrews 13, 5 says, For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Listen, Jesus promised his earliest disciples something they couldn't understand at the time. He's like, listen, I know you're upset that I'm about to leave you and go back to heaven, and I'm not going to physically be here with you. And he says, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send back to you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send to you a presence that can be with you at all times. Think about it. Jesus in physical form couldn't be with everybody all the time in earthly form. But in spirit, that is how he's able to be omnipresent everywhere at all times. Because wherever the Lord's spirit is, there the Lord is. Look at John 14, 16, and 17. Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The word the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I believe the best way to sometimes explain uh, what does the, the Holy Spirit look like, it's like the wind. You can see its effect. You can feel it. But you can't see it. But it doesn't mean it's not there. How many of you, um, wherever you, were, you live, you, you, you heard that wind whistling yesterday morning? I thought it was going to blow the house away. It, it just settled down just in time for me to not post about it and ask somebody to come get me. And by the way, I, can't, I cannot believe we have made it through three and a half points and the pastor has not even come up with one joke. That is a tragedy. But I don't have any for you, so let's just get down back in. I want you to hear this. It is through the Holy Spirit that is God's very presence presence living within us that we can be assured that we're not alone how often do you have to rely on knowing that you're not alone knowing that that even if nobody seems to be with you and is going to go with you he's with you and listen when you know he his presence is with you and when you have the spirit of God in your life and especially when you're leaning and allowing that spirit instead of your flesh to lead you there's peace to be found John 4, 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. If I didn't think it was sometimes to people just too overbearing, since I'm a pastor, to shout it out to every person that possibly could hear it, I would stand outside of Walmart and the Dollar Tree and anywhere else and be yelling to people, saying, listen, you need to seek his will. If you ever 
expect to have his peace. Because you can keep running, as, but it, until you are being who he made you to be, and you're leaning on him, and you're looking to him, listen, it's not only that you will not have peace, you will have less and less and less and less peace. Because the steps that you take when you don't have peace aren't promising. Listen, knowing his presence is with you should give you peace. You know, God, I know you're with me right now. God, I know, I know that, that, that no matter where I'm going today, God, you're with me. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Listen, by the way, it didn't say because you talk about him. It's when you trust him, when you surrender to him and you trust him, that your faith actually takes flight. Otherwise, you're just like anybody else who sits in a church who can quote most scriptures but never has chosen to believe any of them. Trust me, if you ask me why, y'all have heard me say this before, and I'm just, sometimes Craig just has to get it out, I guess. I'm just trusting y'all know my heart. That's why so many people sit in churches. They grow full of all kind of word, but they sit in sassy. Nothing but a bunch of Pharisees. By the way, I don't know about you. I've been a Pharisee before. Didn't know it. Thought I knew stuff I didn't know. Thought I, thought I was living stuff. And, and, and while I had it in my head, it wasn't always guiding my heart. Listen, you can have an overflowing of peace the moment you choose to trust in him. Trust him with that situation. Trust him with that past. Trust him with the present. Trust him in his grace. Trust in his love. Trust in his presence, his spirit. It says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I have a very healthy fear of God and, 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 and want for his will each, each um, Sunday. It's been now quite a while over the last many months that, that, that I don't get up at least by six or before. And, and my first step is not to get to my message notes, but to, but to just lean. I mean, just ask God. I mean, it goes something like this. God, you mind doing what you did last week, which was something despite me and beyond me? Because if you don't show up, it's not going to be a big day. It's not going to be a God day. All I'm going to be is, 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 is puffing smoke. All I'm going to be is, is, is ranting on my will and, and not yours. And, 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 and listen, when you know all you are, you're, you're God's instrument. But God is the creator of the instruments. You, you, you know to lean on him. You know to turn to him. Which brings me to number four. This one's huge if you want to have faith power. No matter what happens, you can trust God's power and strength. You can trust God's power and strength. Most people, most all of us, we grow the deepest in our faith and we get the closest to the cross, usually following or in the midst of a big crisis. And particularly in the midst of a big crisis that we know is bigger than us and already has whooped us. I'm no different than you on that. But I think you can identify with me when I say this. It has been in my weakest times that I found his greater strength. I did not even know what he had to offer me. Maybe I did not even know what he was pumping through me until all of me could not be relied on. I had a moment just last night even. I think it was like about 6 o'clock. And just out of the blue, I went from just being great to my neurological stuff just going crazy. And it made me quickly 
just going, man, this again? You, 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 I'm going down this way again because, again, I had two steroid injections this past Tuesday, so I feel like I could run around this building and even beat a few of you up. <laughs> I'm not wanting to test that. I'm just saying I think I could. Some of you, it would just be because you wouldn't fight back. I appreciate that. Um, but, but I say that to say this. I instantly knew that I needed to connect myself fully to God's generator. Okay, some of you, you have generators that, that, that when the electricity goes off at the house, either it flips on automatically or you're able to hook up to that generator and you can have um, power that's not normally coming from your normal source. Listen, often it takes you running out of the source of your energy, your strength, your, your feeling of control for you to go, hey, I got to let the one who is in control have control. I got to lean on this power, this, this strength. That's why plenty of people, they'll be battling um, a terminal illness and, and, and yet have faith that puts all of our faith to shame. You know why? They're empty. They're empty. They're no longer full of themselves. They're no longer full of wishful thinking. They're like, man, I cannot even walk without him holding my hand. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Other scriptures, translations say, a sound mind. Listen, the spirit that God put in you is the same spirit, the Bible says this, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. How does that change your mindset if you believe that? If you believe that the same spirit that could raise a man out of the grave, I, I certainly believe you can expect him to be able to raise your heart, raise your life, and, and take you where you can't take yourself. The Bible says with God's strength, God's power, where you can overcome anything. Psalm 18, 29 says, In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall. A child of God never has to wonder how they're going to make it. You don't have to wonder how you're going to make it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can overcome anything the enemy throws at you, has thrown at you, will throw at you because you have the promise of God's power in your life. We just aren't always tuning into it. It's like a button almost. Sometimes you got to be like, man, i got to dial back into my faith because my flesh has butchered me. That's usually what happens to me pretty much. God just lets me run around because I'm just, I, I, I don't know if y'all are this way, but I'm just crazy enough to look like one of them hamsters on the wheel. And I mean, knowing that God's looking at me thinking he's an absolute fool. I thought he was done before. And I'll just stay on it. You just stay on it and stay on it and stay on it until, boom, you can't anymore. But what I love about the crisis now is this. It gets me closer to the cross every time. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you, and he will guard you from the evil one. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and following, it says, I fall to my knees. I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now all glory to God, who is able to through his mighty power at work within you, within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus 
through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I, I, I want to say this. Um, you are much weaker than you think, and he is much stronger than you think. But last but not least today, no matter what happens, you can trust God's promises and his provision. No matter what happens, you can trust God's promise and everything he promises and the provision that he has promised to you. Listen, life is full of no guarantees. This earth is full of no guarantees. Even still, God guarantees not just heaven by grace through faith in Christ alone, but he guarantees you many things in between. He guarantees you that if he says he'll do it, he'll do it. If he promised you that this is what he will do, he will do it. Psalm 145 verse 13 says, The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. I believe that's a, that's a verse worth putting on the refrigerator. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. You say, well, where do I find those promises? You open up the word of God and from Genesis to Revelation, you see God's hope, God's power, God's promise to all those who trust in Jesus Christ, their Savior and their Lord. Listen, Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of need. If you have the need, he's got the answer. If you don't know what to do, he knows what to do. If you can't see the, the, the steps beyond, he's, he's got that plan working. In fact, it's normally when, when you most feel like you're in God's worship, workshop or you really feel like God puts you in time out because you've been misbehaving so much, it's often when God's doing the most. And, and what he's doing the most in, first of all, he's getting us where we need to be. And then he wants to, uh, us to let him take over um, and, and, and let him work through us so that, so that our, our, our children and our grandchildren and our, our family and our, our loved ones and our neighbors and our coworkers and classmates can be impacted too because they see the goodness and greatness of God in our life despite us. Listen, God promises he will give you everything you need. A child of God who is seeking the will of God never has to worry about God giving them everything that they need. Because when we're where God wants us to be, we find what God needs us to find. Philippians 4.19 says that, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Listen, even when you're, you're having to trust God breath to breath, you can trust God's love. God's not changed in his mindset towards you. You can trust God's plans, his purpose, his presence, his power, his peace, his provision, his faithful promises to all who choose to faithfully follow him and trust him. Psalm 34.10 says, But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to their rescue each time. Do you know the greatest tragedy you face will not be the tragedy itself, but it will be you thinking that, that you needed to walk alone through that. Are you thinking you could walk alone through that? 
and you're not realizing that, hey, God is trying to bring you close, and he wants to use all that broken stuff to build people like some of you are becoming today. Some of you in here, you, you have powerful testimonies. You got, a lot more, you got a lot more on your resume than the pastor's son. Now, I want to say this. There's plenty of pastor's sons that got a lot on their resume. But I say that just to say this. Don't, don't, don't look at the things that have happened to you or that you've not done or that you wish you wouldn't have done as things that God's holding against you. He wants to take what the enemy meant for evil and do what? Turn it for good. And guess what? Give him all the glory. I want you to see this last scripture where, where it says God calls us into this personal relationship and this partnership with him through Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 9 says God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says and he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, right now, I pray, Lord, that, that everything that your word has told us today, we would choose to believe. Lord, we thank you that we can turn to you. We thank you, Lord, that you do have good, good plans for us, Lord, and purpose for us. We thank you, Lord, that we can find a peace that passes all understanding and, and, and that goes beyond even our life situations. God, we thank you for the power that you give us through your spirit which lives within us now. Lord God, we thank you that there's not a promise that you make. There's not a promise that you'll keep. God, wherever anyone listening might be, I pray, first of all, God, they would choose to trust in you. They would choose to believe in your son, Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for their sins. And he overcame not only their sin, but the grave through his resurrection the third day. And Lord, that he is willing to forgive them of every sin and to save them save their souls God by grace through faith in Jesus' death burial and resurrection Lord that you, your word says we will be saved we will transition from being destined to hell where our sin deserves and now destined for heaven Lord but you tell us Lord not only can we look forward in Christ to heaven but Lord in this life that you will be our ever present help in our every time of need. God, I pray you would meet the needs of each and every person listening right now. In Jesus' name.